Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. We are your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Oshamut Zeta Pinkavichin. We've been mastering secrets of organ playing for more than 20 years and sharing them on this blog since 2011. On this show, which we create from our home in Vilnius, Lithuania, we strive to help you grow in every area of organ playing, including practice, technique, repertoire, sight reading, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory, harmony, and many others. Our hope is to help you become a complete musician, or what we call as total organist, a program which we have created to help you reach your dreams faster than you would do on your own. If you are new here, we invite you to subscribe to receive free updates of this blog at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video on how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. And now let's go to the podcast for today. Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Usha. Let's start episode 290 of Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. And this question was sent by Daniel. She writes, Dear Vidas and Ushra, I was an organ major as an undergraduate, but um, he had no background in harmony or scales. So even though I could learn organ literature, play for church services and accompany choirs on organ, I could never improvise because I had no mental shortcuts. In knowing what key uh, the piece had modulated to, the learning process was extremely arduous, and I stopped playing as soon as I could and switched to choral conducting. The stress of preparing for weekly church services was just too great. Fast forward 25 years, and now I am subbing an organ uh, for Catholic masses and sometimes cantering simultaneously. Thanks to some Dalcroze training, I can now entertain the possibility of improvising. But I'm finding it to be more challenging to improvise on organ versus improvising on piano for children's music classes. So my dreams are to be able to improvise postludes and to be able to reharmonize the final verse of congregational hymns to add a few juicy twists. I see these goals as interrelated. Um, The three things most holding me back are a lack of understanding of harmony, a lack of handy chord progressions to lean upon, and a lack of an organized approach to tackle these tasks. Thank you so much for your daily emails. They're very encouraging. Daniel in New York. That's a lofty goal, right, Ocean? Yes, it is. But uh, well worth pursuing, I would say. Yes, especially if you want to learn to improvise, you have to know something about music theory and harmony, of course. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine that if, if you are limited to just a few chords that you know and basically playing from sheet music, uh, you get quite frustrated if you can't really prepare in advance those hymns and preludes on time 
for church services. And if you are not good for um, sight reading, then then it's so challenging that people might quit. And she, she did, I think, uh, many years ago. But it's nice that you know Daniel came back to Fjorgen after so many years. Mm-hmm. Maybe she had this inner desire, regardless of her limitations, which is nice. So this desire, this inner motivation will will keep her moving forward, even though the practice might not be as pleasant as it seems. Yes, and sometimes I've, I think, you know, how much my you know, students at school are ungrateful for what we are getting there. Mm-hmm. Because we don't have that understanding what you no know, other people around the world are missing. That it's so important, you know, for a musician to receive early training in music theory, harmony. The reason your kids are not grateful, I think some of them shouldn't even be there, right? They're not planning to be musicians, I think, some of them. Or they just want to play their instrument and they don't even realize what kind of life is ahead of them. True, but some who, you know, later become professional musicians, we feel, I think, grateful for what we learned. Mm-hmm. It's just too bad to know that sometimes in our school the theory is so much unrelated to the practice. Practice, you mean? To practice, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those uh, eight measure exercises are very good and uh, they're limited in scope. Uh, each exercise has uh, their own, you know, chords and limitations and the students will know what to put inside of those eight measures or two sentences where the cadence is, right? At the end of four measures and at the end of the eight measures too. Sometimes you have extension, right? Maybe 10 or 12 measures, but that's about it. Yes. And now when, you know, thinking about Daniel, I think she should learn or, or take a look at our course of, you know, Harmony for, for, for the beginners. Mm-hmm. Basically, uh, to look uh, at um, a at, uh, variety of courses we offer under cate- category of uh, harmony and music theory as well. Because before attempting to learn harmony, you should know chords, basic chords. Yes, and of, of course, you know, keys. As you know, she uh, wrote, Daniel wrote scales. I think she probably meant keys. Circle of fifths. Circle of fifths. Mm-hmm. With all accidentals. It's, you know, it's sort of, you know, cornerstone for mm-hmm. music theory. So that's why we created this basic chord workshop, uh, which um, tackles the main three-note or four-note chords and even five-note, ninth chord as well at the end, but in close position. So if it's a tonic chord, it's in C major would be C, E, G, in three notes, not in soprano, alto, tenor, and bass layout, as in harmony, 
would be but that's another step after this first course then Daniel would be ready to to go to organist um, harmony for organist level one I think yes and then after that I think it would be time for her to to play some sequences and some cadences and some modulations from 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 you know, my YouTube videos. But before that, she could play the same sequences, but in in closed position with one hand, not with two hands, but uh, basically internalize the chords from basic chord workshop, and uh, that would uh, help her to really get to know those chords and get to know all the keys through those chords. Yes, and of course, you know, in addition to this, she then she would, you know, master those courses, she would have to analyze some pieces of music that mm-hmm. she are playing or she have played in the past. And then she would get a notion how all you know, the pieces put together. Right, so basically pick a favorite piece that you're playing either right now or in the past, or maybe in the future you're planning to do, and then look for those chords that you know. At first, maybe simple chords, tonic, subdominant, dominant, and their inversions, first scale, first inversion, second inversion, and once in a while you will notice them. Not always, but sometimes the keys will be simple enough that you will start noticing those things. Yes, and analyze you no know, hymns that you are playing for church. Oh, that would be and even better. And then you could, you know, start by doing simple improvisation, maybe on a hymn tune. Mm-hmm. On those chords that, you know, are given to you. Right. Add some figurations. So... You don't need to master entire course of harmony before starting to improvise, right? True, true. I think it should come together, side by side. Yes. If we just think about it for a second, playing sequences is already sort of limited improvisation, right? Because you only have one chord with maybe resolution, and then... You have some rules how to go about in ascending motion or descending motion, and then you improvise the rest of the sequence too. This is basically the the most uh, easiest way uh, and the sort of applying those chords in practice. That's right. And then you can expand a little bit, right? Try to. Harmonize your hymns, but that's a little bit later, probably. Yes, I think so. Or if you want to do it earlier, you could play with two voices, not with four voices, adding the bass to the soprano line. That would work? Yes, I think so. It should work. Okay, so I think uh, we have laid out a plan for you for the next at least three months or so could be longer, but if you practice practice every day diligently, after a few weeks you will start noticing real decent progress and that will keep you moving. Yes. Thank you guys for listening, for sending those thoughtful questions. Please continue to do so. We love helping you grow. 
And remember, when you practice, miracles happen. This blog is supported by Total Organist, the most comprehensive organ training program online, where you will find courses for every area of organ playing, including technique, practice, sight reading, repertoire playing, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory and harmony, with hundreds of scores and thousands of exercises. Here is what some of the students are saying. Hugh writes, the sight reading course has helped me tremendously. Thank you very much for your essays, courses and all your help. Robert writes, I found the fingerings, registration ideas and general comments to be excellent. John writes, I have found your download very helpful. It was really excellent. I have watched some of your teaching videos and when I read your instructions. I try to imagine you are there teaching me. You may feel disappointed that I am two three days behind, but I am a slow learner and I have committed to taking the time to get it right as you say. But the other night my wife commented that she had never heard me play such a detailed melody in the left hand so well. My left hand is generally poor. Robert writes it has been a great pleasure in my life of having discovered your courses and material as well as the YouTube work of recordings. You have a calm and pleasant way of teaching. Ron writes, Hi Vides and Osha. Thank you guys. What a wonderful response to my email note to you. You've got me right and I feel you understand my level of playing. Yes, at home and lucky that I have an organ for that reason. I am paying attention to this and I am going to try this haha no longer secret model. Yes, and I love Caesar Frank too. What is very nice about your blog podcast is that Osha and Vidas are like a Socratic dialogue and by bouncing things off of each other, so much more information comes out and is expressed. Your comments contain a wealth of information and understanding. I really appreciate this. It is very inspiring and will keep us moving forward. Would you like to receive the same or even better results that our students are getting? If so, join them at organduo.lt slash total dash organist. And of course, you will get the first month free too. You can cancel anytime. Also, if you haven't yet subscribed to receive free updates of this blog, Make sure you do that at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video How to Master Any Organ Composition and 10-Day Organ Playing Mini Course. This was Vidas and Osha from Secrets of Organ Playing. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen.